You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions. What's up, everybody? Welcome into 21 Questions. I'm Jordan Flood. Kent Swanson is with me. We're going to answer some awesome questions this week. Super excited to chat. Kent, what's up, buddy? Uh, I, Jordy, I'm excited to do this with you. Uh, I think you did a wonderful job in showing this show. Fantastic work here. Uh, excited to get 21 Questions going. Uh, how are you today, though? I'm. I, how are you? I'm good, man. I got in the Discord. That is how you can join the 21 Questions party. Subscribe to the KCSN Stubsack. You're going to get some really good stuff in the Discord. Lots of game day chats. Literally anything under the sun. Talk with a bunch of cool people. Talk with Kent, if that's your thing, too. Um, He pops in there from time to time. So every I'm doing good years. every four years, and I'm excited to chat, man. I've been better about getting into the Substack. I will say that. Yeah. So our, uh, the Discord I made. So just, you know. Just show, give me a little bit of credit here. But let's, yeah, let's get into these questions. Uh, our guy Grayson asked a great question off the top. Could the Chiefs add what Chris Jones has missed from missing training camp to his new contract to make his agent feel better about the overall contract numbers? And do you think there could be handshake deals like that throughout the league with the new rule for missing training camp? I'll let you start. I have some thoughts. I mean, I think they could, theoretically, like if they really wanted to and... It's a double-edged sword because on one hand, he is willingly passing on this money because he thinks he can get it back either on the tail end of whatever he gets done with the Chiefs or when he gets a contract signed with another team in the spring slash summer, he can get it back. But like in terms of a handshake deal, I feel like you have to have a lot of goodwill built up with your team in order to do that. The case that I would bet that it could happen would be Chris Jones and the Chiefs, but I still don't think it's going to be like commonplace or anything close to it quite yet i don't think the chiefs will add what is reported to be i think he's lost by all indications three million dollars to this point i don't three million i don't know the exact math and maybe it's some of the other holdouts from earlier in the off season some of that kind of stuff i don't know the exact how it all breaks i thought it was a little bit less um i do not think the chiefs will bend to that request if it does pop up I think $3 million is something they're probably haggling over right now that's keeping things from getting done. Yeah. So to say that they're going to add three additional million dollars to the contract to kind of more or less negate it, I mean, it's hitting the, it's hitting the salary cap. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't think that they'll, I don't think they'll make that move personally just because, yeah, I, it, there's a lot of reasons there. Um, negotiation tactics wise I don't think they'll they'll I think they'll hold strong and hold firm and Chris is going to have to eat that three million dollars that he just you know moved on from uh Grayson Jaspers asked if Trey Smith's medical history could lower his market slightly when he does hit free agency what do you think Jordy I don't think so like unless it was something pre-draft that a team had whatever they did or didn't find and thought okay this guy is someone we're going to pass on and he did slide pretty darn far into day three of the draft where the Chiefs found him Stuff like that probably doesn't necessarily go away. So I think it could be team dependent. Um, but then lowering the market versus some teams straight up being out, but the ones that are in based on his play, they still pay for him. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's a tough one. He isn't going to have a crazy market anyway because he isn't an upper echelon player quite. Like he's just a really solid right guard right now. Um, so I'm going to lean no. I think the teams that were out on him coming into the draft 
might still be relatively out medically when it comes to free agency. Um, other than that, I don't think it's going to impact his market in terms of dollar signs too much. Uh, I could. I mean, like I believe there were. A, I don't think every team cleared Trey Smith yeah. when the draft went down. So maybe the market. I don't know. That that'll be fascinating to see how it navigates. He'll be an interesting case study because he's definitely earned uh, earned a good chunk of change. Uh, GB Jomo asks, "How does a suspension affect the salary cap for a player?" So I have done some level of research on this and Jordy, it sounds like you look like you might be prepared and correct me if I'm wrong. Are you prepared? I, a little bit. Like I, I think I looked at a couple other suspensions that I want to know if what I saw there also applies to this. So I'll give it to you. I, I believe the base salary of, of a player mm-hmm. kind of comes back to, them. I don't think it comes back to them this season. I believe it will come back to them next season. If I'm correct. I think, but, so I, too. but the base salary, I believe, can be recouped for for cap purposes. So that's my understanding of it. I yeah. Did you do you have a different understanding? No, I, I think so too. So his base salary is a million and eighty thousand bucks. Um, that breaks down to sixty three thousand and change per game. So he's going to get three seventy five, three eighty, three eighty something back to the Chiefs. Um, I saw like Zeke got suspended or whatever it was. There were a few other ones where it voids the guarantee for the rest of the year on that contract. So I don't think that necessarily applies to many who, but it did in some other cases, I guess the nature of the suspension also might have something to do with it. Um, so they'll get back the base salary cap, like in terms of his base salary hitting, I think like you said, next year, um, there doesn't seem to be like a forfeiture of his signing bonus or anything. So it's not going to be a big amount compared to what they have now. <laughs> it's going to be somewhat substantial, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not like they're going to be, uh, rich or flush with cash just because he got suspended for six weeks. Bruce in the four asks, uh, do you think that uh, this, and I think this meaning some of the things that Eric Bieniemy has been going through with some of the media reports, uh, was unable to land a head coaching position? So I think it's a very nuanced question. I don't think, like, there's a difference. I think there's a difference between what you're seeing on the field right now and what the the culture shock the Washington Commanders are experiencing right now and the process by which an NFL coach gets an NFL job. I think that there are definitely sentiments that maybe aren't the most appealing at times to some of the decision makers in NFL organizations. EB is a hard-nosed coach. I think it's been well-documented. He's going to coach you hard and he's going to be your biggest fan simultaneously. I don't. I, I think that is probably going to, you know, reveal itself during this whole Washington um, experiment. Um, I could see like so. I don't know if maybe some of the tactics aren't as appealing to the decision makers. From what I've been, from what I've understood, he just hasn't interviewed well. And like I know that sounds like a very um, not blank. It just it, it sounds like a cop out, but that. There's a several teams have interviewed him, and several teams have walked away saying, "Hey, like, you know, the, the interview wasn't wasn't the wasn't the cleanest, wasn't the best. He wasn't able able to effectively communicate the vision for the you know the team that kind of stuff. Like, if there's a trend there, you know, I don't know. Um, so I, I don't think that these things are what kept him from getting a job, but I could see 
you know, these things maybe not being the most appealing to some of these coaches. I don't know if you have any other thoughts. Yeah. So I think three things off of it, like this quote unquote is either going to prevent him now from getting a job in the future, or it's going to be what helps him propel to getting a job. Like some team could say, Hey, we want that type of guy leading our team. Secondly, I think the interviewing thing, I've heard stuff like that too. And it's not like people have come out straight up and said, Hey, this guy sucks at interviewing. We can't hire him, but it's not one interview. It's not two. It's not three. Like this, this guy's been around the block multiple times in multiple cycles when it comes to head coaching interviews. Um, and then also I think part of it is, Hey, I have to get out of Andy Reid's shadow, install my own system and show that it's my show and that I can be a competent guy leading a team as an offensive mind, as a former running back. So there's multiple elements in it. It does suck for him because obviously you want to see people. um, If you get that many interviews, man, you'd think one team would crack or jump at it and say, okay, let's do this. Still hasn't happened for him. He's young enough to where it can still. And I don't think Ron Rivera is in a great spot in Washington as is. Um, But there's multiple reasons why I think. Casey Chris asks if Derek Carr was an actual car, what kind of car would it be? I had an 01 Ford Taurus as my first car. <laughs> um, it was boring. It got the job done. It wasn't very appealing, but like under duress and as it aged, it got kind of spazzy and unreliable. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily Derek Carr, but like car is probably. 85, 90% of Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins is like kind of in that same mold. So, whatever that would be. I had like a unnecessarily loud Toyota Corolla, like something like the exhaust or something. Like, I know you, I, I'm not a car guy, but I know you can do sure. stuff to like an exhaust to make it louder than it, than yeah. it needs to be. And it's like, you're a, you're a Toyota Corolla. Like, why are you, why are you trying to have a, an exceedingly loud exhaust or what? Like, what are you trying to do here? Like you're a Toyota Corolla. That's just what you are. Like you're not a you're not a high powered you know sports car. You're a Toyota Corolla. And look, I I'll drive. You know, like there's nothing wrong with Toyota Corolla. It's safe. It's you know it's it's relatively reliable. But you don't go to the Indy 500 with your Toyota Corolla and try to win the race. Yeah, you just drive it down the road. And sometimes the the Toyota Corolla's brothers are also obnoxious. Um, Casey from KC. We all know Craig Casey is in the Renaissance Man is great. Has he written a symphony lately or failing that? Who are KCSN's favorite classical music composers? Do you have any classical music composers? I I like listening to old time music like Dean Martin, Jeff Baker, that type of stuff. Like not that old time. Like I, I don't go all the way back and listen like Beethoven's eighth symphony or any of that stuff it's like the closest like stevie wonder i guess for me like that's the closest thing i have to that uh i literally like i i you could say a guy and i'd be like is that a painter or a composer (laughs) i couldn't tell you like chopin that's a thing i i I, I, yeah i think chopin's a thing i i that sounds you know like that sounds like uh that sounds like a thing uh yeah, uh, Gucci? Is that a composer? <laughs> and we're not crapping on the question. We just don't know. We, we just have... Know. I know. This is an area of weakness. He knows. Yeah. He no, did this... This is area of weakness for me. He knew exactly what he was doing. Exactly what we, we he was doing. We're going to answer Craig more questions. Craig is great. And we're going to answer more questions right after this break. 
Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, our guy Joel Penfield asks the favorite overreaction take from the game on Sunday that might actually be closer to reality. Well, this is a really good one. I think people overreacted about Clyde Edwards-Alaire having a role in the offense to start the game. Mm. Part of it's because Isaiah Pacheco was out and Jared McKinnon is needs to be on ice until week 9 or 10 of the season, probably. Um, but he's not going anywhere. I don't think he's getting traded I don't think he has much of a trade market. I think the Chiefs' perception of him and the Chiefs' investment in him and the Chiefs' liking of him is way different than what the fans think and what they want. And you can apply that to multiple people on the team. But if Clyde Edwards-Lair is there, he knows the offense. He is still a receiving back with a little bit of oomph in that area of the game. People forget the first few weeks of last season, he was effective in whatever role they put him in. And then he got hurt, and that's been the the song and dance with him. Is he going to be RB one? No. Is he going to be RB two? Probably not. Like he might get the snaps for it on a few games or whatever, but is he going to be buried on the depth chart and inactive all season? I just don't think that's going to happen. So people overreacted and and got upset about it, but I would say push back a little bit and admit that he's probably going to be involved though all year long. You want to, do you want to know why I think they featured Clyde Edwards, Alaire in the first preseason game? I don't know why. Because he was home, Jordy. Like he was home. I think Charles, I think Charles Goldman pointed that out on Twitter too. I didn't even think about that. Like it's in front of your people. It's a preseason game, right? Like I can see that they interviewed him on the game, and like he's sitting there talking about how he won a high school state championship there. Yeah, he won a college national championship there, despite Joe Burrow. And like I just like he, he I think he grew up in. Baton Rouge or something like that. It's like he has ties there. He has like legitimate. I wouldn't be like. I don't think it was like. I don't think they're featuring for him a trade. And like, there's a couple of players. I, if if they were, I wish he had back. But yeah, I'm. It just. I mean, the he was home. Like I don't know. I, I I'm not looking too much into it. Um, I will say like, antennas up a little bit about the the second year cornerbacks, like. That doesn't seem like they're super thrilled with them. And so that's something worth monitoring to me. Corrender, why do we continue to react like we've never witnessed an Andy Reid coach preseason game before? I don't know, man. Like, it's, 
I think it's uh, way too many like strong visceral reactions, like yeah. scheme wise, play calling wise, even execution like can be diminished by just being in the wrong look sometimes. And sometimes they're running into the wrong look just to see what happens. Like they're not checking out of plays very much. They're not, they're just, they're lining up, they're calling plays, they're doing their thing. And I just, I, I, the, yeah, I don't understand. Like this is a process. This is a weird year. I get why it looked so clunky early. And I think Mahomes kind of got a better energy and enthusiasm for, for the rest of the group after he got taken out. So like that was at least good to see. Yeah, I think so too. And like really, and the same thing in training camp sometimes when you put players in different spots. Sometimes it's not about, hey, let's see if this does work. It's like, hey, let's rule out that this definitely does not work. And let's see that this player doesn't belong in this situation or this personnel grouping. Like when you're running double defensive back blitzes on that third down or whatever, like they're just, they're trying stuff out and saying, okay, let's throw this at them. Let's throw this at them. And people were getting upset when it wasn't panning out exactly. I think that combined with, hey, they had the highest of the highs in the Super Bowl, and it's been five, six, seven months since they've played an organized game of football. Like after preseason week two, I don't think it's going to be even like thirty percent as uh, intense in terms of the reaction. Uh, Derek in the mountains, best Microsoft Suite product: Word, Excel, Access, or PowerPoint? This is a great Oof. question. I used Word a lot in high school. I used Word a lot in college, but like you can't do. It's Excel, right? Like that has to be it, I think, even if you don't use it a ton just because of what you can do with it. Big Excel guy. I'm a big Excel guy. You seem like a big Excel guy. I think like if I'm going to Maddie answer it a little bit, Word and Excel are essentially Google Docs and Google Sheets. Like they're they're near identical. So like Google has basically offered a free version of this. PowerPoint, their presentation on Google, like eh. access also like, it might be the most, but like, I don't know. I, I'm an Excel guy. Kyle C., who is the Heisman dark horse this year and why is it KJ Jefferson? I'll fight on KJ Jefferson. I don't think it's KJ Jefferson. But, anyways, what do you think, uh, Jordy? Do you have a list or do you just have one guy? Um, I have seen a list of some odds. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not find odds. I So, dark horse, what would the cutoff be for you? Like, not in the top five, not the top ten. I need to double-check what they are at DraftKings, but I will say okay. Marvin Harrison's odds are very long. Huh. Wow. I didn't even write him on my list. I had guys like Jaden Daniels, uh, Michael Penix Jr. I don't think he's really good. Uh, he's a top five odds. So Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Penix um, is. Jaden's like top 10, 11, 12. Where's the uh, Penn State quarterback at? Do you remember? Uh, Drew Aller. He's, yeah. you know, top. He's kind of got similar. J- he's got similar Jaden Daniels odds. Uh, on How about this. a running back like Shipley from Clemson, maybe? Uh, I don't see him listed in this list. I think okay. Marvin, Marvin, Marvin Harrison has very long odds. Like That's crazy. Over 40 to 1 on this particular book. Uh, DraftKings, I would have to check and see what they have as well. But, uh, yeah, there's some interesting... Some interesting odds out there for uh, for that. Uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, I don't think KJ Jefferson's a dark horse. I don't think he can put it together consistently, and I don't think Arkansas is going to win enough football to make it happen. Like they'd probably have to go eleven and one, something stupid like that, in order for KJ Jefferson to even be in consideration. Yeah. 
Kay Gumminger asks, what Costco advice would you give Jordan as a guy in his mid twenties? I, I, I just, let's just, let's just set the stage. Jordan, uh, what's your familiarity with Costco? I went like twice as a kid. That was it. Twice as a kid. So you've only yeah. been, okay. Never made an adult trip inside that store. Not once. How close do you live to a Costco? 15 minutes. Like I, okay. if, if I had a membership, I wouldn't have any trouble getting out there. Do you ever drive by a Costco? Like, do you, like, is your, does your drive take you near a Costco? Not really. Not particularly. Okay. I, Sam's Club, like out by the Legends. That's no, close. Nope. Yep, so, no, that's not where I want to go with this because, uh, okay. Costco is a clear step above Sam's Club. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm disappointing anybody. This is the first time I've ever heard that I'm in my mid 20s and I am, but that just made me feel like very not great inside. Oh, Jordy. 24 I, is your mid 20s. Like, I can't dispute it. I'm not early 20s I anymore. Had, I don't know how you're like facing your own mortality at 24 because the older I get, the more I realize 34 is still pretty young. So, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, we, you're, you're fine, buddy. All right. Go open Costco. up. Just go. Well, my first piece of advice just go open a Roth IRA because you're so young and you'll have so much time and you'll just. You'll have all kinds of money if you keep investing in that now. Your best asset is time. So let's just yeah. let's just get it going there. Uh that has nothing to do. I maybe maybe Costco can help you set up a Roth because they can do everything else. Um, for a youngster, they are the cheapest meal you could ever find still to this day. You can get and as a young as a as a twenty four year old, you can get a still five dollar, maybe six dollar now. They haven't really raised the price much, if at all. An entire rotisserie chicken. A really? Fresh, a fresh, hot oh, rotisserie chicken just off the spin spinner thing for like four, it's either five or six bucks. So like, huh. you can, no, yeah. And it doesn't like, so like you can, you can make that last, you know, few meals for sure. Yeah. And it's delicious meat and it's super cheap. Uh, that's a good one. You can get a pizza for... You can get a whole ginormous like twenty inch pizza for ten bucks. Uh you can get I mean, I'm I'm thinking more specific, like you're not gonna be buying in bulk very often. Well, I'm like salivating either way. So it doesn't matter whether it's in bulk or not. Well, yeah. So like I, I like I as a young as a young person in their twenties, I don't foresee you buying things in bulk very much. Yeah, not not there's some things you probably could. Like, you know, you can find some beverages at a very cheap price there if you if you so choose. Um the pizza, I don't even think you have to be a Costco member. You just walk in, order one of their pizzas and walk out for $9.99. It's a ginormous pizza. They have a hot dog, a foot long hot dog and a drink, it's still like a dollar fifty. So what you're telling me is we're gonna make a trip and you're we'll gonna go teach me about Costco. I think the problem is the only time we do lunches are at like a delicious barbecue joints. And yeah, I don't want to like I respect Costco's game, but like they can't provide me what i want from my out of the launch signing experience yeah yeah when you compare it to like like one of our barbecue joints but you can find very well-priced extremely well-priced meals at costco that will satisfy you uh so yeah uh let's take a break that's a good place to end we're gonna ask answer more football questions right after this Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. 
What's good, everybody? It is Ben Heisler from Benny and the Bets here on KCSN. And if you are ready to go the distance and improve your golf game like I am in the process of doing, I want you to head on over to PXG right here in Kansas City and take the PXG Gen 6 Driver Challenge. They are confident in the Gen 6 that they're putting their money where their mouth is. If their Gen 6 driver does not deliver more distance, more carry and roll, higher dispersion compared to your current driver when you go in for a fitting, they got you covered with a $100 MasterCard reward card. That's it. Go in for a driver fitting. See if your driver is up to their driver. And if it is, you get a $100 MasterCard reward card in the process. This is an unbelievable opportunity to upgrade your game with custom fit PXG fitting. I've had it at the Kansas City store with Alex. It was one of the great experiences I've had in a golf fitting period. So take the PXG Gen 6 driver all throughout the month of August and get ready to hit those fairways with confidence. So visit your local Kansas City store or head on over to pxg.com for all the terms and conditions. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Just DRK asks, Jordy, who is cornerback five? And I think, like, if we're looking through the cornerbacks, we're assuming Jalen Watson, Legereus Need, Joshua Williams, and uh, Trent McDuffie. So, number five, interesting question. Probably still Nick Jones, depending on how severe his injury is. And on Sunday, Andy Reid didn't really have anything on it. I think Tuesday, I believe, is the first time he'll speak this week after practice. So, um, potentially something then. Echo Boido may be the next in line. I know DiCaprio Boodle is still there. Khalif the Thief. Uh, Halassi is still there. Probably Nick Jonestone. I know that's a cop-out. I'm guessing he could probably club his hand up and play week one if he had to. Um, CB5's not going to get a ton of snaps anyway. It's more of a special team space role, I would assume. Um, but Nick Jones, based on what they were using him in in camp and early in that game, I'm going to still stick with him, I think. I think it's still Nick Jones until we know something else. I think Echo Boido might be a super strong practice squad candidate unless he's really impressing on special teams. And it's just like you even heard some of the comments on the broadcast. It's like he needs to wish he put on a little weight. I wish, you know, there's some question marks about his weight there. There's no questions about Khalif Halisi's weight. I mean, this is a well built cornerback, physically looks the part. I am paying big attention to that guy because uh, I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued. Uh, how high do you think Justin Ross can ascend this year, Jordy? Wide out five. Like, he, he's not going to, I think, before the hype train started, which, I mean, it's kind of been going for quite a while. But before the training camp started, I was like, okay, if he gives you – Sky Moore level production. If he makes the team first and foremost, it's a success based on what he's been through, based on everything. That is a great first step. But he, if he gave you 250 receiving yards, I think that would be a pretty decent success for him, considering he has Sky Moore, MVS, Tony, probably Justin Watson, maybe Richie James above him on the depth chart, Rasheed Rice above him on the depth chart. Like it's kind of similar to the role, um, or I guess the boat that Moore was in last year and that it was a numbers game. Um, He has a good understanding of what's going on. He's so talented and he gives them something that a Sky Moore can't give them really. 
Um, you can isolate him, and he can be a mismatch against opposing quarterbacks, um, especially if you're throwing doubles at someone like Travis Kelsey. But all that to say, because it's a numbers game, because we're still kind of talking about is he a shoe-in for the roster or not, he probably isn't going to soar too high in 2023. Active roster is also going to be an uphill battle for him on game day because special teams value, like that's always going to be something that he's going to have to be navigating. So it's going to be tricky. I still, I think 250, I think that's a great line. If he can, if he can find some offensive production and just kind of show that like the arrow is still pointing up and all that, like just continue. Like I think Justin Ross's career arc might be like, Hey, we like Justin Ross enough that we are cool moving on from Marquez Valdez scaling. And, you know, some of these, we don't feel the need to bring Richie James back next year. Like, there is a slow ascent into more relevancy as his career goes on. But I think it might be a little tricky just from a construction perspective and, like, special teams and some of those things where maybe he's not this giant, you know, fixture year one. If he is great, like, that's insane and awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, we, we loved him coming out. So, like... We loved him coming out of college. It'd be really fun to have him, but you know, it's, it's still going to be an uphill, uphill battle. Uh, Corinder, you're going up to the International Space Station for one year and are allowed to bring only one bottle of barbecue sauce with you due to weight limits. Choose your sauce. Do you have one? Yeah. Off off the top of your mind. Go ahead. All right. So, I would that of the living sauce from Joe's is up there and in a normal circumstance i it's it, it's it's always gonna be in the conversation i think the answer is womp sauce from meat mitch i saw um, it out of meat mitch. We, we've talked about this so we need to get out there yeah. it's um it's a better it's a more um friendly sauce where like night of the living sauce is spicy it's joe's spicy sauce um womp is just good on everything not a ton of heat so like it'll just it'll work well i'm going to use this opportunity though to tell you that there is a barbecue sauce that has been growing on me and i never thought i'd be into it but chef jay has a mustard-based sauce that i love like it is so good it is great with like when they do their smoked sausages that 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 mustard based barbecue sauce and smoked sausage it is so good it is climbing up the ranks very quickly still want sauce for me me mitch for me though i'm fully exposing my lack of versatility in my barbecue game just don't um, say like growing up masterpiece I, sweet baby race like that that's still one of those like hey i'm at the grocery store this is one of the big names i recognize type deals but i was basically raised on that stuff i didn't go out and have barbecue a ton um but that is what i would use now if i had to pick like hey i'm going out to this place and i want to get barbecue sauce that mustard base is like up there like it's if so i good we were both skeptical and we kind of like looked at it and we're like yeah whatever we'll try it and it was actually absolute fire like it was really really good we have like three different sweet baby rays in our fridge right now okay. we our family consumes a lot of sweet baby rays at home it's always like glad no. that wasn't a terrible pick no it's a good, it's a good pick, and they have like, they have some diversity too. Like mm-hmm. my kid loves it too. Like that's like one of his favorites. Lee eighty seven. This is a good one. This is a Royals question. So uh, after the recent improvements of the Royals, how excited and what are the chances you'd give for them doing a double championship with one within one calendar year of each other? 
um, next to zero percent for the championship thing. I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna say, hey, maybe a negative percent. But uh, are you but, excited? Are you excited about the recent improvements? I just don't know if they're improvements, right? I mean, they've they've last year they had a month or two where they were playing 500, slightly above 500 ball. Other than that, it was bad. Then they started off so bad this year, dug themselves into a crazy hole. Um, I've been accused of on the One World Away podcast here on KC Sports Network, by the way, um, for us being an optimistic show that leans that everything is good. Um, I don't think so. I think that the Royals are what they are. They're one of the worst teams in ball, but they do have Bobby Wood Jr. who's emerged. They do have Michael Garcia, who's a fun piece. The pitching rotation shows some promise a little bit. Brady Singer sometimes calling it. He's fun. Yeah, like they... This is, they yeah. This year was supposed to be they make a step to like 72 wins or whatever. If they did that next year, that'd be a pretty massive improvement. It's not completely out of the question. But like they're still multiple years away from making a playoff push. That's kind of where you have to put the the pause button on, I think. This team, the Royals have been doing this my whole life where they're terrible up until mid-ish August most of the time. And then they finish strong in September. And then it's always one guy gets really hot at September. And then the storyline heading into offseason is Royals and Hunter Dozier hope to build off their success in September as they, you know, for next year. And it's the same cycle. They're terrible to start the season. And then late in the year, they play well. They give you some hope. And some of these young guys start showing some promise. And they always start slow. Like, this is a cycle I've been through my whole life. That being said, there are pieces, like, their infield. I like what they have in their infield. Mm-hmm. I think I'd trade Salvi. I'd yeah. move on from Salvi and get what I can for him. There's some, there's some, and let Freddie Firmini. Um, and then, like, there are some interesting, there are some interesting arms that are starting to show some things. Like, and, hey, some of the like it's it's a small sample size and it's instant gratification, but some of the trades they made, they haven't been that bad. Yeah, been that bad. Yeah, just saying. they're yielding good results. I have, I have a quick follow up. So, I think the answer is always yes. Is the championship worth twenty whatever whatever the amount of years? I think it's always yes. worth it. A lot of yes. people say no. I think it's always yes. People don't realize the Royals are like the only small market team in the last 15 years at least to actually win a World Series. Yes. Like you get like, the Cardinals shit all the or crap all the time for like all these teams that think they're this prestigious historic mm-hmm. franchise like the the Royals have more success than a lot of them in the past 10 years. They have better success as much success. Like it's it's always worth it because the odds were so far stacked against them. It doesn't matter how bad they are after that or for how long because that's the highest high you'll you'll ever get. The Royals did something in my life I never thought I'd see. And they rewarded me for the loyalty of my childhood to a team that was horrendous for most of my life. And it was the it was I yeah, I sobbed. I sobbed, Jordy, just days of just like aftershock sobbing where I just oh I you know just I was it was <laughs> one of the coolest things I've ever experienced and I may never I probably will never experience it again in my life probably won't and that's okay because you can't take that away from me you can't take away the most magical two years I I will say it will it would be fun to it would be fun to uh, experience playoff baseball again because there is nothing, maybe not. I don't know if I can handle it in my 30s, 
Uh, it is, there is nothing more stressful, antagonizing, and ruthless than living pitch to pitch in a baseball game. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. it is, it is so hard. It is just so hard. I just, oh man. Uh, let's, let's keep it on here. Uh, Biggs, uh, if the money is the same, would you rather bring back Carlos Dunlap or Melvin Ingram to bolster the pass rush? Mm, Dunlap. Um, the length he can offer, he can bat passes down. He plays better run defense. They're both 34. Ingram had two more sacks, I think. Like it was six versus four, six and a half, four and a half, whatever it was. Like I'd still go Dunlap, I think, um, just because the familiarity is roughly the same, but like this iteration of the defense, Dunlap's more familiar with. The other things he can offer is a more complete defensive end. I'm going to lean him, although it's not like a slight on on Melvin Ingram at all. I think Melvin Ingram, they've had chances to grab him and they have it and sign him. So like, I'm not saying like things ended badly or anything. Like I just, they found someone that fits better for them at this juncture in their career. And it was Dunlap. Money-ish asks, uh, with Nick Jones having broken some of his fingers, uh, if he's out for the season, uh, if they don't let him play, do you think that would free up space to carry seven wide receivers? I think they'll find seven. I think I think if they want to carry seven, it won't be because of Nick Jones. They'll be finding it in the tight end room or the quarterback room or the offensive line room. I think that's the places that you might see them uh, you know, try to find some space. Um, Tucker asks... Uh, if there will be more Mizzou or Kansas alums on the final roster. So I thought Tucker was just being an ass and meant Kansas State. I'm going to answer either way. Daniel Wise, I think, is a Jayhawk, right? He yeah. went to KU. And he's not going to make the team. And I think exactly. he's not making the team. So. Gabbert and Bolton are obviously going to make it. Whether Blend does or not, Lock. even if the answer is K-State, it's FAU and probably not Boyd, like it's going to be Mizzou and Tucker. I hope you're happy hearing that because they're going to have two guys from Mizzou on the team to start the year. Uh, which available defensive lineman has Colin worked with who can come in and contribute if needed? I don't, you know, I don't think there's like a ton of guys out there that like, I mean, Dunlap, Carlos Dunlap, yeah, Landon Williams is out there. Uh, yeah, it's the guys, about it. the guys you're running back, but I don't know, man. I don't know if they're going to bring it in a vet. I yeah. I like these I like these young I like these young guys I like them letting the 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 I like them letting the room kind of play out so yeah. I don't know uh, that, that, anything else for I, that there was a a guy I think he was a Pittsburgh free agent he played in Baltimore a few years ago um Wormley is that's a real player right Chris Chris Wormley? Wormley yeah I think that sounds like a guy and I'm pretty sure he's a free agent it's like that's not a ringing endorsement of like, oh, the Chiefs should go sign this guy, but technically it's hard is. That's right there. I love yes. it. He's hashtag a real person. Uh, Chris Meyer asks, what is one fan amenity you want added if Arrowhead is renovated and it can't be the roof? I have no clue. I'll let you handle this one. I think it's the roof. <laughs> but I think a, um, like Green Bay kind of built this thing called Tidal Town, which is kind of like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's its own thing where people come visit and people come hang and it doesn't have to, it's like it, cre- it makes the, it makes that area a little bit more year round. Uh, I think that'd be a fun ad. I think that'd be something that'd be kind of cool to have. So some kind of like district surrounding the new arrowhead. I think that would, uh, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, 
Mike Denny, which is more likely the current makes the playoffs or playoffs or they win the challenge cup? Well, they're in the semifinals of the challenge cup. And I believe it's like September 6th is the next game. And I think they're in 12th place out of 12 teams in the regular season standings. I could be wrong on that. Um, I'm going with the, the challenge cup because they made progress there. They're not making a ton of progress. Like coming into the year, this was going to be a team that was going to allegedly finish like top two, top three, and potentially win the whole thing has not been the case. So I'll go with the Challenge Cup just because they've made a much bigger dent in that than they have made in the uh, normal regular season. I think it could be an opportunity to use the Challenge Cup as a springboard to finish strong, though, and who knows what happens True from there. But yeah, I think, yeah, they position themselves well to kind of, you know, to win the Challenge Cup, and maybe they'll pull that off, and, you know, maybe that kind of sparks some things for them. I think that'd be pretty awesome. I think I'll be out there in September, actually. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the new stadium. Dude, that's going to be so fun. I, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Like, just some of the renderings and stuff and seeing yeah. like it's 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 getting out there. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Uh, just DRK, after seeing a slimmed-down Danny Shelton, does Keandre Co- Coburn feel less safe? Ask me after this game, this upcoming yeah. game. Because, like, I feel like this is kind of like... I, I said this on the lab. I think it's a little bit rank-and-file, like, veterans getting opportunities earlier in the game and giving them the, that kind of like that nod and honor and then we'll see some things shake up after that i will say this though danny shelton he showed some things that i mean it's worth at least paying attention to with him so i'm i am excited to see him kind of uh kind of growing up there uh duncan england who do you think wins the big 12 football title this year jordy I'm not saying Kansas State. I I'm not gonna give them the, but they they could end up messing around and winning it. I'm not gonna say Kansas is a KU guy, even though I do think the Jayhawks. Like we've had this conversation with KU as a brief aside, they could be a better team and have the same record, or maybe even lose one more game, which sucks. I know that's not answering the question, but like that's my uh, analysis for Kansas football teams in the state. I I don't have a pick. I can't. Uh, Hook'em. I could see that. I the think, hype actually might be legit this year. I think Texas. I think Texas. I think it'll probably be Texas. Um, yeah. I think I think Texas. Last one. Bruce in the Fort. You can time travel to one concert. What would it be? Elvis, probably. Ooh, like like I kind of like Elvis, Elvis show like. Like the one where he came back, like one of those Vegas shows where he was playing like 13 nights and like whatever it was where he was just emptying the tank every single night and he had the residency there. That'd be pretty cool. Um, Maybe the night where he went off on his manager. Like I watched the movie. I don't know if that's actually how it went down, Um, but seeing him live, Michael Jackson, maybe a close second, like when he first unleashed the moonwalk, that'd be pretty cool. Those are probably my top two. Uh, My what might be my favorite album ever is John Mayer's live album uh, from like 2007 in LA. It was the Where the Light Is tour. Uh, he played Free Fall on Acoustic and broke the world with it. Um, yeah, it, that was like the most, it was a very important album for me. And I'd, yeah, I'd want to go see that. Also, and it, like, yeah, I, I could say, yeah, like, you know, go see. Queen at the live eight or what all that's but like 
I, my bucket list album or my bucket list band to see right now, like there is one, there's one band on my bucket list right now, and it's Wolfpack. And so, like, they played Madison Square Garden a couple like last year. I would love to go see Wolfpack play before you know they cease to exist or whatever. Like, they got time. Like, don't get me wrong, they're thirties, forties, but yeah, I, that's my like bucket list band right now, and they've done some really sick live shows too. So that's it. But yeah. Uh, that is going to do it for 21 questions. Thank you everyone for hanging out. Thank you to Jordy foot, uh, for jumping on with me. Thank you for Tucker. Thank you to Tucker Franklin for, uh, producing behind the scenes. We'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to KC sports network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review. If you like what you heard, you can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.